Thank you for tuning in to the Anchored Ruby. My name is Crystal Swass. I am a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming, master life and success coach, the author of The Truth About Lemonade, and your host, teaching you how to break through bondage in truth and how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity. last episode, we talked about the art of listening and why communication can actually be really complicated. And I kind of want to recap that if anybody has missed that. So um, to recap why communication can be so complicated, we receive 2.8 billion bits of information every single second. And it's processed through a filter in our unconscious mind. Um, And in that processing, We're sorting out how to now respond. It happens within a split second. And everybody has experienced different things. So their filters are always going to be different. Now that's why maybe one person's offended by something and another person might not be offended or one person's triggered and the other person isn't because the way that they're hearing and receiving that information and then processing it is totally different. We all experience different things in life. And when we're in relationships and we're trying to communicate, oftentimes the things that we've experienced in our past play a huge role in how we receive uh, information or constructive criticism, and then how we also process that and communicate that back. We've all been in relationships where there was just miscommunication. Um, maybe you don't feel like you're being heard or maybe you're hearing the other person incorrectly and there's just a gap. There's just a, a miscommunication. And oftentimes the problem is that we're not stopping to listen and be understanding. Now, the Bible says that love is patient, right? This is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. If we love somebody, we need to be slow to speak. We need to be patient, quick to listen, right? And slow to get angry. This is what I talked about in my last episode. Listening is an act of love, but what about speaking? Our words hold power. We often don't realize that because we're just constantly speaking all the time. But in Proverbs 18, 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruits. We actually have the power to bring life to someone in every conversation, to edify them, to lift them up, or we can bring death to their spirit, right? When this verse, Proverbs 18, 21 says, those who love it will eat of its fruits. It means those who love to speak will eat of the fruits of the words spoken meaning you will be responsible for what you say. We are going to be accountable for every single word that is spoken. And we often toss words around very carelessly. It's just how our society is. We are very quick to speak out of emotion or out of anger. We mock or we joke with others and we toss our words around very carelessly. We speak out of turn. Um, we just, we love to be heard. But the words that we speak 
can cause damage to those who are hearing them, right? Or maybe even the word, the words that we're speaking, they're not hearing them. But now we're putting it out there. We're putting, we're labeling them. We're putting those, we're speaking death over them. We've all been bullied as kids, right? I was bullied. Um, my kids have been bullied, but also my kids have been, you know, the ones who have bullied. And I have also been a bully. We've all been a bully. We've all said things that are hurtful to other people. And when my kids were younger, and even today, I would let them know that when somebody is bullying you, and I've said this to my clients, my coaching clients as well, when somebody's pushing you around, when somebody's bullying you, when somebody's nasty to you, oftentimes they are the ones that are hurting the most. I'm really an extremely sensitive person. Words are so important to me. Um, I'm not sure that my love language is words of affirmation, but words have always held uh, a heavy weight for me. I buried a lot of wounds uh, as I was growing up that caused huge infections within me. And and we all do this, right? There There are things that we've experienced in the past that we just don't even want to acknowledge, words that were spoken to us, things that were done to us. And we bury those things and they become like thorns in our side that create this wound. And when that wound is not properly healed or taken care of, it can cause an infection, right? And so when that wound is touched, imagine like a bullet wound, right? When that wound is touched, when a finger is put into it, it's poked, it's prodded, because it's a wound that was never healed properly, because there's an infection there, it's going to hurt. So the same thing happens to us when we have wounds that are within us that are not properly healed, that we have not addressed. We bury those thorns deep down inside of us. When words are spoken that, that hit that wound, it hurts. And I remember being a kid and telling my dad, you know, so-and-so hurt my feelings or you're hurting my feelings. You know, we've all, we've all been in that place. My dad, his response would always be, sticks and stones will break your bones, Crystal. But those are just words. And I, I would get so frustrated because they weren't to me. Those, those words held power to me. Now, we, we can have the ability to control our emotions. It's, we're not meant, we were never designed to have our emotions control us. God actually designed us to have emotions so that we can feel things. But those are emotions that those feelings are supposed to be controlled by us. Not to say that you go numb. Now, there's there's one extreme or there's another. You're not to be completely numb where you feel nothing. Um, but when you are healed, words don't hurt as much anymore, right? It is very true that sticks and stones will break your bones. It is very true that yes, those are just words, but the words that we speak actually say a lot about the condition of our own heart and they can either bring someone to life or kill their joy. And we do this unconsciously all of the time. Um, I'm sure you've heard of the movie Mean Girls, right? And when my daughter was younger, she was four years old. uh, She in preschool started a Mean Girls Club. This is actually a true story. It's not something that I'm proud of, but we joke around with her about it. And and I have taught her like those, you cannot be mean to people, right? Because those words, it's a trickle down effect. It's a domino effect. 
If somebody is mean to us and it becomes a thorn in our side and we never heal that wound or that infection, we now spew that infection onto somebody else, right? And then they become wounded. And then unless they heal from that wound, now that will boil over. These are generational curses. These are, um, these are tactics of the enemy. There's a meme or a quote that says, uh, something to the effects of when you get into a relationship, heal what's been broken and, um, the wounds that have cut you, or you will end up bleeding upon people who never cut you. And that's so true, right? Because the, the words that we speak, um, reflect the condition of our hearts. This is how powerful our words are. Okay. The Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now the word is God. The word is Jesus, right? The word is the Bible. It's living. It's active. And the same with our words. God spoke. God created the heavens and the earth with his word. Genesis 1.1. He spoke all of existence, all of creation into existence with his spoken word. Imagine the life that you can bring into somebody, into your relationship, into your marriage, into your home. When you're speaking optimism versus pessimism, I know so many people who spend more time complaining about their blessings than they do speaking gratitude and giving thanks and speaking optimism and being positive about their situation. I always try to see the the bright side in everything. I really don't know. I mean, I'm human being, so there are times where I feel discouraged or I feel let down or I feel hurt. But in every situation, I will take a step back and really try to see the God in the moment. But I know so many people who are living in such a stressful relationship in their marriage, in their um, personal life, in their home, with their kids, that they're They don't even recognize that the death that they feel within themselves and within their home is because of the words that are, they're spewing out. You're literally, you have the power to speak life into any situation. You can actually turn the hearts of other people by speaking positive. And this is a challenge that I give you. If you find that there's a lot of negativity in your home, Take inventory of the words that you're actually speaking. And we think that it's okay. I mean, it is. We're human. We need to vent, right? We're in this society. I need to get this off my chest. Can I just vent for you for, for a minute? But if we understood the power of our words and the power that God has, rather than spewing those words out to whomever will listen, those that toxic, you know, venom that we're spewing. We would take that right to the feet of Jesus, right? And have him wash us clean. Lord, why, why am I complaining about my situation right now? Why am I, you know, why do I continuously talk negatively, um, about so-and-so or about my job or about my business or about the blessings that you've poured upon me? What is it within me in my own heart that needs to be cleaned out? Because the Bible says in Matthew 12, 34, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
Okay. So oftentimes when I'm praying, I've tried to make this a daily prayer. Lord, search my heart and make it clean. Right. Have you ever been so upset or angry in a confrontation with someone you've, you're in a relationship with that you spoke words just out of emotion, out of anger, right? Just whatever could slice them the deepest. We've all done it. There's nobody that isn't guilty of that. We're all human. We're all sinners. But those words now sit within the mind of that person. They become a ticking time bomb. And the enemy will use those words spoken that we spoke out of anger as a weapon, right? We wanted to hurt that person back. That person hurt us. And so now we're going to say the meanest thing we can say to slice them to the bone. We use our words as a weapon. But what we don't realize is that the words that we're using as a weapon become the words that the enemy uses also as a weapon against that person. And maybe we only speak those words one time, but the enemy will repeat those words to that person over and over again. So they're continuously cut and cut and cut. What you don't understand is that the words that you're speaking are ringing through eternity. So if you're speaking in that moment to your husband or to your wife, words that you know will pierce them and hurt them in the moment because you're hurt, right? What you don't understand is those words will ring and ring and ring because the enemy will use that as a weapon to continuously hurting the person that you love because you allowed those words to be spoken. You handed that weapon right over to Satan, right? Our words have power. We are actually, when we are speaking out of hate, and anger, when we are speaking out of emotion, we have no self-control. We are actually helping Satan with his own attacks, even if we don't consciously intend to do it or realize it in the moment. That's how powerful our words are. And we have to be fully aware of that. And the Bible says that um, the fruits of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is patience, right? Peace, love, joy, self-control. There's very few people that I know that have self-control and gentleness. One of them, I know somebody personally, and I just admire so much his ability to be so self-controlled, so slow to speak, so quick to listen, slow to anger. And he's so gentle in his ways, right? And you cannot hurt another person if you stay quiet. The Bible says that even a fool appears wise when he stays quiet. The words we, re- we speak reflect the condition of our hearts. And like I said, it's, it's said that hurt people hurt other people. And that's why. Because the things that we're speaking out of our mouths um, reflect the condition of our hearts. Now, when I'm coaching, I spend a lot of time listening. Usually in my breakthrough sessions, I will teach on how we receive uh, information, how we process that information, how our mind actually works, how we properly communicate, right? So that my client is consciously aware of the information that they're receiving, the information that they're putting out, how they're processing all of that so that they can better understand who they are in the coaching process. 
But while I'm sitting there getting a history of, of their life and the things that they've gone through, I'm not speaking. In last episode, I talked about how God gave us two ears and one mouth. I'm listening and discerning the things that are being spoken so that I can actually pinpoint where the wound is by listening to that person speak. You can, you can understand a lot about a person by the things that they say. I used to say that um, you can tell a lot about a person by what they post on social media um, or by what, how they speak and what they say. If you sit and you're just, you just listen, you, you can know where the wounds are in a, in a person. Now it says in Psalms 19.3, there is no speech, nor are there words, their voice is not heard, right? It's wise to be quiet. Jeremiah 5.14 says, Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, because you have spoken this word, behold, I am making my words in your mouth fire, and this people would, and it will be it will consume them. So the closer that you become to God, the more that your fruit, the fruits of the spirit, um, harvest and grow that peace, love, gentleness, kindness, goodness, self-control, right? These things, the more quiet you are so that you can hear the voice of God, the more that he can use you as a broken vessel to speak life through you into other people. When we are patient in communication, we listen more than we speak we are more likely to resolve that confrontation. Um, the, in the last episode, I talked about when I was married, my ex-husband, we had gotten into a really big confrontation and, and he said to me, Crystal, you don't listen uh, to hear me. You listen to fire ammo back at me. And he's so right about that. And, and that was so many years ago and it still has stuck with me because I now understand what I was doing. I was allowing the enemy to use my words as weapons against my ex-husband. We do that, right? And remember the words that we speak are echoing. Love is patient. First Corinthians 13, four, my next series that I'm going to be speaking on in the next couple of episodes is going to be breaking down what it means to actually love another person. How do you love your spouse? How do you love the person that you're in a relationship with? How do you love the people around you? The Bible says that we are to love God and love people, right? And how do we do that? If we don't understand love, God is love. And, and, God is very patient with us. He is slow to speak, slow to anger, and quick to listen. When we are patient in communication, and when we listen more than we speak, we are more likely to resolve the confrontation. Sometimes we make a mess in the confrontation because we are not patient in the communication. We just want to be heard. Hear my, hear my, you're not listening to me. Hear my side. Hear me, 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 me. But if you understood love, and how to communicate in love. It is always less about us and more about the other person. But also, what about the words that we speak over ourselves? My children make fun of me because I will often correct them when they're speaking death over themselves or joking about them about themselves. 
Um, but it's because our words hold power. When you look in the mirror, as women, especially in this society, we're so busy comparing ourselves to other women, maybe men too. We're comparing ourselves to other people that we feel less than when we are comparing ourselves to other people. And so we are speaking those things over us. Oh, I look fat. Oh, I'm ugly. Oh, I hate my nose. I don't make enough money. Um, I'm not good enough because I don't drive this type of car or I'm a loser because I, whatever it is, you are actually speaking death over yourself and giving the enemy a weapon to use against you, your own self, right? The Bible says, let no weapon formed against me prosper, Jesus. And oftentimes we become our worst enemy because we're speaking death over ourselves. So take note about the words that you're speaking. Are you speaking death over other people and speaking negativity over other people because of wounds that you have not healed? Are you speaking death over yourself or being negative when, over yourself because of words that were spoken to you? It all boils down to that thorn in your side that you've buried so deep that you have not taken uh, a chance to heal. You have not, you've pushed it so far deep that you don't even realize it's there and it's leaking infection. And it's becoming toxic. You're becoming toxic when you speak. Our words hold power. There is death in life in the power in, in, in the tongue, in what we say. Choose your words wisely. And the next time you find yourself in a confrontation or in a situation where you're communicating with somebody that you love, remember that love is patient. Love is kind. It is selfless, right? Remember that God gave us two ears to listen and one mouth to speak. Remember that in our communication with other people, that we have the ability to slice them to the bone with our words or give them life and help them heal. Thank you for listening today. As always, I like to end my show with a prayer. Father God, I am so grateful for the people that have listened to this show. I pray that every single word that I have spoken has brought life to them, that it is opening their eyes to the wounds that they need to have you heal, Father God, but also to the words that they are speaking, not only to others, but to themselves. Let their words and their lips drip with nothing but grace like honey, Father God. I thank you so much for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't given your life to Christ or you're looking to find that peace, feel free to find me on Facebook at Crystal Swass or on Instagram at Crystal Swass. And if you're wanting more information about my coaching programs or how to break through to your breakthrough, you can find me at www.crystalswass.com. A special thank you to River of Heaven Radio Network for allowing us to have this show to speak truth to the nations and help you remember that you were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose.